here we go okay so uh it's taken me a few days to make this one and there's a big reason why because every time i think about it i gotta calm myself down uh because it's something i've seen done really really right and then really 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 wrong uh so today we're going to talk about servant leadership oh boy so i know you've heard that a million times in your life as a leader i know i've heard it a million times in my life uh and here's the thing and i'm going to say this and then i'm going to i'm going to explain the why because that's what we do um people are doing it wrong people are doing it wrong there's a lot of people that scream servant leadership uh and then there are a lot of people that totally misapply it or totally miss the point of what it is Here's the thing, and, and I'm going to go in depth on this next point uh, in a later video, in a later podcast, but um, I, I want to say something right now to get it just out in the open. There's corporate, right? These are the deciders, the big top of the chain deciders, and there's day one, I just showed up person. In between them is the enemy, okay? I hate to say it that way, but there's a common enemy that lives in between CEO and just started and that's a toxic leader, okay? Toxic leaders are the common enemy of both those individuals. Um, and one of the things that toxic leaders do is they espouse servant leadership. And here's why. Because this guy up here, this guy or gal, the top of the pops, the person who runs the show, the CEO of the company or organization or whoever that person is, um, they probably know and understand the importance of servant leadership. They probably apply it correctly. And so that they say, hey, subordinate leaders, we need to inculcate an environment of servant leadership here at company X or organization Z or whatever it is, right? Because they know how important that is. Um, and then what happens because there's toxic leaders in between that person and the doer is the whole idea, the whole point of servant leadership, it gets lost in translation or it doesn't get translated at all. And so what ends up getting given to those day one folks or those people, the 10 year folks, whoever they are, the, the now people who are supposed to gain from the servant leadership now become victims of poor toxic leadership. So we're going to talk about servant leadership, but trust me, I'll get on a rant about toxic leadership plenty more times since that is really what I'm, I'm out to eradicate is toxic leadership. But we're going to talk about what servant leadership really is and how it applies. Um, so, what, what people mess up is, is what it means, first of all, right? People mess up what is meant by the term servant leadership. Um, and a lot of people misconstrue that as doer leadership. And that is not what it is, okay? So let's get what it's not out of the way first. What it's not is doing things for your people, okay? You are not serving them by doing things for them. Um, so that's right off. Out. Put it out of your mind. Servant leadership does not mean do it for them. Uh, I can actually, and this is, you know, from my career in the military, I can sum up in three words what servant leadership means. And if you're from the military, you've been around it, or you know someone who has, this is going to click and it's just going to, it's going to make sense to you so quick. And if not, I'm going to explain it. Uh, but those three words are you eat last, you eat last. So as a servant leader, the whole idea, the whole concept is formed around you, your people come before you, all right? Their wants, their needs, their concerns, their problems, that all comes before your personal ones. So it's a, it's a tough thing to achieve and a tough thing to achieve consistently, but it is achievable, 
All right. Um, and the big part of it is the first thing you got to do as a servant leader is turn your ego off. All right. Turn it off. So that means when you walk through that door, it's time to shine. You got to leave all the problems at home. All right. And I can tell you from experience, there were times when, when I was a drill sergeant. All right. That statue up there. When I was a drill sergeant, there were times in my career where, man, things outside of work were falling apart fall into pieces, just couldn't get right when I wasn't wearing that crazy hat. But you better believe when I put that hat on and when I walked through those doors, those 240 soldiers, none of that was true. That was gone. Didn't matter anymore. What mattered was getting them trained, getting them through their personal issues while they were there and getting them ready for the regular army. All right. You've got to check your ego. You've got to remember, like, there's time for you. And we're going to go into it later about, you know, how do you make time for you as a leader? But when you're when you're there, you are on you're on stage and you've got to be available for them. So that's the first part of it. You know, check your ego, be available, make sure that you understand while you're there, like they're the priority, period. It's got to be that way. Um, the other thing going into the don't do it for them aspect is, you know, it, it's funny because if you do it correctly, servant leadership pays off in such a way that you you have a lot less to do. Um, it's one of those cyclic things, just like toxic leadership is very cyclic, right? It kind of feeds into more toxic leadership. Servant leadership does the same thing. And one of the key components of servant leadership is empowerment. We've talked about empowerment before, uh, but we're going to touch on it again, because what does empowerment mean? It means giving them the tools to succeed, right? Something that I found to be a little bit weird uh, as a civilian is that, you know, people tend to be information hoarders, right? And where I come from in the military, like, if you know something, you give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away, right? Red Hot Chili Peppers reference. Um, you give them the information because how much easier is my life if everyone who works with me knows what I know, knows the systems that I know, knows how to use the systems, knows how to implement them correctly. My life's way easier as a leader if I empower them with the tools to succeed. And so don't keep that to yourself. Don't be the one that says it's just easier to do it myself. In the moment, you know what? You might be right. In that very second where it's just got to get done, it might be easier to do it yourself. But a servant leader understands that training and empowerment are keys to making everything work better, right? So in those seconds, in those, man, we're up against it. Let me just knock it out myself. That's super. And maybe you, you have to do that occasionally. But when you do it, do it with the intention to empower. What do you mean? Grab that other person. Grab one of those people that you need to be leading and say, hey, I don't have time to explain how and then you do it right now because it's got to get done. But do me a solid. Watch how I do this. Let me show you how to do this. What have you done there? Let's really break it down. You've done two things. You've created a connection with that person because all of a sudden, instead of being the one that doesn't know how to do things, now they feel important to you. It was important enough for you to grab them and bring them here and show them the thing that you do. So that's a big mental breakthrough for that person. Now they've got buy into that task from the word go. And do you think they're going to remember it? Probably so. I mean, I, I've done this uh, countless times with folks. And I can tell you that with very complex tasks, they will retain a solid 80% of what you show them because you made it impactful from the start. You pulled them in and said, this is super important. It's something that I need to get done, so I'm going to show you how to do it. And in those moments, 
they retain it. And so now what you've done is you've, you've started the empowerment process with someone. You've served them by showing them how. And that's the big takeaway on that one. Don't do it for them. All right. What else is servant leadership? This is one. The next point is one that folks, they, if they know it, they ignore it a lot. And if they don't know it, it gets missed or never taught because of that big chunk of what we talked about at the beginning, toxic leaders in the middle. Okay. And that is making time. All right. We talked about like, they're more important, all that stuff. Sure. But it's kind of the eat last philosophy where, you know, there's all these outside influences coming in, right? And people just don't take the time to be with their people. So I've talked about that plenty of times before, and I'm sure I'm going to touch on it again. So take time. You have to make time. You have to be intentional and very proactive with how you spend your working hours, right? To be an effective servant leader. One of the things, though, that is huge when it comes to servant leadership is something that we call top coverage. All right. And I've talked about it in other things before, and I've written about it before. And the reason I, I keep bringing it back up and why I keep bringing it back up in the vein of servant leadership is because they really go hand in hand. All right. You are what is top coverage? You are the buffer. OK, you are the buffer for your team and the rest of the world. I'm not talking you're the buffer for your team and last minute tasks from a, a higher supervisor. I'm not talking your your buffer for your team between them and another team. You are your team's buffer for the world. All right. So that's where that check your ego and make time thing comes in, because if you're the buffer, if you're the top coverage, if you're the thing insulating them from the world, then you need to have the time and the tools to help them through whatever situation. Right. I touched on a little bit in the self-talk uh, episode where we talked about how, you know, you can quantify to yourself in the moment. Actually, I do know how to research. I can get this person the help. So in those instances where they come to you with some crazy stuff, I think we we talked about their pet getting hit by a rocket ship or something like that. Um, you may not off the top of your head know it. So having the time, that's your most valuable resource as a leader. Having the time to spend to get them the answers is huge because you have to insulate them. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you are probably going, oh, so no one's independent. No one can do it on their own. That's not what I'm saying. There are plenty of people out there who can just go sua sponte of their own accord with little to no operational oversight, execute the task 110% of the time. However, what are we doing as leaders? If we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, that's not enough. And what we're supposed to be doing is training our replacement, right? It's all about that empowerment mindset that we've talked about before. You're trying to train your replacement. Am I ever going to train a competent, capable leader by not showing them what servant leadership looks like? Probably not. What am I going to wind up with if there's that person who can 110% of the time go execute the task, we're limited to no operational oversight, and I let them go? Are they going to get promoted? Probably so. Are they going to get promoted with any leadership skills? Probably not. I mean, unless they're one of those natural born leader types that just innately knows it, they're not going to be able to continue on with the leadership philosophy you're trying to instill. And so what are we going to wind up with? More of that chunk in the middle that's the common enemy, right? More of that toxic leadership that we're trying to eradicate. So make the time. Be the buffer and show them a better way to do things, all right? Um, and here's the thing. I'm not saying it's kinder, gentler. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I'm saying is you get to a certain point where your responsibility starts and ends with your people, right? 
And as a servant leader, you have to know that. You have to understand that their wins and their failures, I hate to break it to you, but both of those are on you. They're on you. And a good servant leader knows another really big key component that we're going to talk about real fast. It's something that I've touched on in other episodes, something that I'm never going to stop bringing up because of how wildly important it is and how just overlooked it is. And I can tell you that no one who is the top of a company right now got to where they are without using this application, without using this skill. No one I ever encountered in the military made it past a certain point without using this skill, without this particular component of servant leadership. And that is the credit component, okay? As a leader, you have to give away all the credit and take all of the blame. And I know some of you are going, but it's not my fault. I didn't do whatever. I didn't do whatever. I didn't do whatever. Here's the deal. It is your fault. Sorry for hurting your feelings, but not really. Uh, Because it's just true. It is your fault because you can delegate authority, as we've said before, but you cannot delegate responsibility. All right. We've talked about it in things about following up, making that intentional. So as a servant leader, you have to give away all the credit and you have to take all of the blame. All right. And these, I mean, I'm telling you, I could sit here and do a 40 minute spiel about servant leadership and how people are doing it wrong. Um, but I'm not going to. But those are some three, three big things right now that I think everyone who cares enough can start working on. Um, and the thing is, like, you know, there's so many times as leaders and I'm not giving us an out, not giving leadership an out, but I am empathizing with the role. There's just so much stuff getting thrown at you so much, so much, so much. And then you've got that person who comes to you with a problem. And there's so many times that you just, oh, it's like the last thing you wanted to hear. And I get you and I feel you. And I've been there a thousand times, but I'm telling you, it's important. It is that important because like we talked about before with retention, there's only one of that person. All right. And, and you could be the best manager on the planet and the worst leader ever. I've seen it. I know you guys have seen it. Um, people didn't grow up playing follow the manager, right? We've said that before. I won't stop saying that. No one grew up playing follow the manager. We all played follow the leader. So if you want them to follow you, no matter what the circumstances are, be the kind of leader they want to follow. And that starts with inculcating the fundamentals of servant leadership. So what is it? It's not doing it for them. It's empowering them to do it themselves. It's checking your ego and making time so that you can be intentional to help them through things, to help them through that empowerment, you know, and it it could, it doesn't have to be some weird wazoo situation. It could be just, Hey, task B is not jiving with brain a, so I need some help. Show me what I'm doing wrong. And just that fresh perspective of their leader, taking the time and going, drop this, focus on you. Here's how you do it. That'll make it stick. All right. And then that last piece, and it's so huge is you're that buffer, right? Your top coverage, your bottom coverage, your side coverage, you need to insulate them from the world so they can execute. And it's such a big thing. You know, when folks come to work and they know that their leader genuinely cares and that you're there for them as a resource, you've you've got their back. um, It makes a big difference. You know, folks are willing to do above and beyond just because you're there. You don't even have to do anything special. Just show up, just show up. And because you're there and they know the type of leader you are, they know that you're a true servant leader that understands you eat last, then they will do great things for you. They'll move mountains. So that is my spiel on servant leadership for right now. You can almost promise yourself it's coming up again, but I just want to get that out there. And I think I did it in a pretty chill manner so that I didn't sound too aggro. So I'm proud of me. Uh, Anyway, 
Hope you guys have a great week wherever you are in the world. Have a good one. Uh, check us out at AboveAverageLeadership.com, and I will talk to you guys soon. Later.